0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... ...to bring up our last storyteller for the evening. Uh, I want you guys to be uh, just as awesome as you have been before for every other storyteller. Thank you so much. Give it up for Cheryl! This is when I realize how tall I am. <laughs> so, um, my name is Cheryl. How are you doing tonight? Good? Good? I've been, I've been listening to the stories and realizing this really should have been the September issue of the show because it's all like set in September, and mine story is also set in a September, too. Uh, so, electricity, when you really think about it, is just this kind of amazing phenomenon where two different energies, protons and electrons, positives and negatives, somehow come together to create a current, a a flow of some kind. And you can do this in man-made ways. You can make generators and you can see it happen naturally in great lightning storms. And then there's that third kind of electricity that I think about a lot, which is emotional electricity. Uh, when you hear the perfect lyric and the perfect song at the perfect moment, and they're strumming your heart with your fingers and uh, making you think about everything beautiful in the world, and or you find the perfect dog artist, you felt that, right? Um, or you have the the perfect. Encounter with somebody who flips a switch inside your heart or some other excitable body part. <sighs> and I've, I've been thinking about it quite a bit this year because um, it's July and I have already attended three beautiful wedding ceremonies. Um, And I'm I'm single, I'm about to be 38 years old, and when you attend uh, weddings, and a lot of these are weddings of friends that are a little bit older, people that kind of waited to do it, Uh, and um, I... You sit at those weddings, and you look at their love, and all three of these weddings were filled with electric love. Like, you could see it in the couples that you were witnessing. And people, I like, genuinely were like, I love you, I hope you procreate, because you're beautiful and smart, and we need more of that. Um, and, and so I've been thinking about it, and, and I had that question, like, have, when have I felt electric love? The, that spark that happens. And, and this isn't some sad story that it's never happened to me or I don't think it will happen again. I, I have had it. And I, I started remembering times that were really early on when Danny Crandall, when I was 13 years old, sick with mono, decided he was going to ride his bike from Kensville to Greenbrier to meet me, but halfway through stopped at a friend's house for, for a little glass of water and his bike got stolen. So he woke, walked the rest of the way just so he could give me some flowers, and and then I loaned him my pink beach cruiser to ride home with. So I thought that that was really beautiful that he would do that for me, and a very amazing lost soul knocked on my door one morning at. a.m. before the bus got there. His name was Brian and he was soaked to the bone it was pouring rain and handed me a bottle of rain that he had collected outside for me. (laughs) It's very romantic things at a very young age. And a lot of the romance I had was at a young age and probably one of the biggest ones was a a gentleman (laughs) uh, named (laughs) Stephen Friedman. And Stephen was my best friend. We had met at the West End Cafe in Norfolk, Virginia, which was a, a beautiful little cafe filled with freaks, and it was smoky, and you could order a mason jar full of Kool Aid, um, which could go all night. It was really wonderful. Um, Steve and I w- managed the open mic there, so we ran a poetry reading together, and we had flirted for years, and in 1998, we had finally decided that we were going to date. Uh, and uh, September of 1998, on the eve of our 19-year-old birthday, uh, and we were born two days apart, um, August 28th and the 30th, uh, we decided that we were going to have a special romantic evening. And I had been cleaning houses on the side for this lady for years, and she was out of town, so I was house-sitting, so we had our own house together. And we had decided that it was a good time for us to also like, get really dressed up and go somewhere very fancy. And so I had gotten a black dress with red flowers on it, not too dissimilar from the pattern of the dress I'm wearing right now. And and Steve, who was iconically known for all of high school for wearing a lime green thermal shirt with a patch of pearl jam on the front, had decided to upgrade it a little bit, take off the Jinkos, put on a pair of pin-striped navy blue and white Tommy Hilfiger slacks, paired with black and white uh, wingtip Doc Martens. And we were going to go out, fancy, fancy dinner at Olive Garden in Greenbrier. Because, <laughs> you know, breadsticks as endless as young love right there. <laughs> the, the, the issue here was that it was September in Norfolk, and Roland Hampton Roads, Chesapeake, and... It was predicted that we were going to have a storm, and it was a, um, it was tropical depression, Bonnie. Tropical storm, Bonnie. Hurricane, Bonnie. No tropical storm. No depression. Hurricane, storm, depression. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. We never know, and we are here for a long time, so we get a little bit jaded about whether we take it seriously or not. we were also determined because we were 19 and this was a serious romantic date we were going on together. We had money. It it wasn't even like the endless pasta bowl night. It was like serious. So... (laughs) So we get in his car, a 1979 Plymouth Velari, complete with a door made of Bondo. He was particularly (laughs) impressed by that door. And uh, we drive to the Olive Garden in Greenbrier, noticing awkwardly that there's really not a lot of people out, and that, wow, we get to the door and their electricity is out, and no, they will not be able to serve us dinner. So we were like, oh, well, we'll just go somewhere else. So we tried to go to the Don Pablo's that was in Greenbrier. I think I don't even think there is a Don Pablo's in Greenbrier anymore. I don't know if there's still even Don Pablo's. And uh, we went there, and of course they're like, no. So Steve's like, we're gonna make this happen. We're 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 going. There was a lot of references to like Jesus and Mary and. Uh, not being accepted at the inn going on. And it's raining, too, and windy. And we decide that we're going to leave Greenbrier and we're going to go over to Military Circle to Janiff and try one of the restaurants over there. So we get onto uh, the interstate, and right by Indian River, where CBN is, uh, there's this bright flash. Fills the entire uh, sky. It's as bright as I have ever seen followed very quickly by all of the street lights on the interstate and going out all at once and I'm looking at him like this, this is a sign, you know we're, you should probably maybe, this, maybe we've gone too far, you know we can just go back, what are we doing? He's like, no, we are going to dinner together. I was like, okay so we end up at the Chi Chi's a military highway, which, if you're not familiar, is now a very classy uptown buffet. <laughs> so we walk in, and we're like, are you open? And they're like, yeah. And they were like, do you want smoking or non-smoking? And Steve's like, smoking, because this is 20 years ago. You could get non-smoking or smoking, and, and we did. In fact, Steve likes to call this story the, um, the smoking story. And um, so we get into the Chi-Chi's. Uh, We get seated. There's a couple people leaving as we're getting seated. There's one or two tables there. We sit down in the smoking section, and minutes later we hear this thunderous crash. And we're like, what the hell just happened? Did, like, a a dishwasher explode? What's going on? And it turns out that the ceiling in the non-smoking section had just caved in. So so Steve's story is, this is why being a smoker saved his life. (laughs) Uh, we the restaurant staff the way staff were like oh it's not a big deal it's just a small game in. <laughs> there, there was a leak there anyway just it's okay we're all set so we're like okay so we uh order drinks and food i, I drink a mr pib with a lemon in it and uh we're, we're sitting there other people start to uh, to leave, we get our food, and immediately all the electricity goes out. We're the only people in the restaurant. The staff decides they're going to pull all the candles that they can find and put them around us on tables. And um, I didn't get my fried ice cream that evening. <laughs> but Steve did grab my hands and pull me up and dance with me in the middle of this chi <laughs> Nobody else around, no music even on. And I, I can't really recall exactly how we got home that night. And I, I really don't recall either when our two energies and I'm not sure who was negative or positive at this point, but where those two energies decided that we didn't need to share the same current any longer. But I do know for that one night in Janeth in a chain Mexican restaurant, (laughs) during a hurricane, that we were Ben Franklin, house key tied to string to kite, and that our thousand watt incandescent light bulb love could have lit the entire world if you'd like to tell a story like this one or just enjoy the show visit tellmemorelive.org that's tellmemorelive.org where you'll find a list of upcoming shows plenty of ways to pitch your story and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.